Oh, boy, here we go for the big old Friday show up in here. I am stretched. Thank you for being here. I have weird news. I do not have a UFO story. It's the first time in over a week I've gone without a UFO story. I've been leading with UFO stories all the way across. Well, I lead with Moto every single day, and today's no exception. Coming up in mere moments, we will talk to Justin Cooper and to Mr. Levi Kitchen, both of that Star Racing Yamaha team. Just a, literally a couple questions with each of them, and that is it. But, you know, we'll take whatever time we can get, and we will wrap it up and put a pretty bow on it and throw it out there on the big 4-9 just to get some hype and some pump on the motocross season and to get people into it and to hopefully get people to watch it on the Peacock on Saturdays. It's what we dedicate a ton of our time to do. So that is coming up here, and that is never going to change. We also got Hunter Lawrence, the entire 250 podium, on the show today. Good, good moto interviews if you want to check those out. We'll start it off with Justin Cooper in moments. Uh, Outside of that, I have some stories today of people. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping not named Moto Man who have been banging things they shouldn't be banging. And if I'm talking about it, you know they were caught. And these were not people. These were people, but they weren't banging people. So I got a couple good stories for you. One's really disgusting, and one's just weird. But we will get into those. So here's how it works today. Going to get the intro of the show right now. Going to jump out of that, do Justin Cooper. Come back with a guy caught banging something in a park. It's kind of a funny story. And then we'll go into Levi Kitchen. And then we got a guy caught banging something in a forest that is not funny at all. And is terrifying, especially who the dude is and what he's banging. And it is bad, 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 bad. And that is the way the show will go today. And then I've got other stories on top of all of that. But no UFO stories. I feel naked without my UFO stories. I looked it up and there was, they're really, it depends on the publication you look at. You can tell who's in cahoots with the uh, powers that be or who is just so arrogant in their journalistic snobbery that they will not give the UFO story the light of day without absolutely making a mockery of it. And it's fun to look at because one of the search results I do as I'm getting ready for the show every day is I'll, is I'll look for UFO news and I'll get everything that pops up in the last week or two news-wise. And right now the only two things that pop up are different spins on those two stories of the whistleblower and of the Las Vegas UFO story from last week. And that's all we got. But they're different spins. And and like I said, there is journalistic snobbery that goes on and people that mock people that... There's real journalists that cover the UFO topic. Real journalists. Just like there are real... Some of the ghost shows you see on TV, there's some that are just complete BS. There's some that do very scientific studies of how, you know paranormal activity is occurring in a situation and it's funny how everyone flushes it all down the toilet the old saying throwing the baby out with the bathwater is what journalistic snobbery does and they do the same thing on the ufo topic but i didn't have anything worthwhile of bringing out there today so i'm going to sit on that i'm sure i'll have something by monday 
Oh, man. And speaking of today being Friday, today is Last Chance Radio. That is Moto Man and Kyle. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I'm not a very nice person. Today, for no reason, because I know Kyle. Kyle's like super hetero manly man, dude. Kyle's just a knuckle-dragging mofo, blue-collar, hard-working dude. That, that's what Kyle is. Likes to drink beer, likes to party, likes to ride dirt bikes, loves rock and roll, and just being a dude. Okay, he gets incredibly uncomfortable if you start talking about gay stuff around Kyle. And so, today, uh, out of the blue, while I was at my other job, I just started sending Kyle naked pictures of dudes. Just like, click, boom. Hey, did you see this? Bam, sending Kyle naked pictures. To which he's like, why are you sending? <laughs> and remember, Kyle's got a real job where he does real work and like, like serious work. And I'm sending him naked dudes with like giant slots hanging out and stuff. And then he's like, why are you saying this to me? And then I'm just messing with Kyle today. It was like, that was my my fun today was messing with Kyle. And then Moto Man got in and it never goes well for Moto Man when he gets involved in one of my attack jobs because then all guns turn on Moto Man and they go after him. It was fun. And then everyone tries to gang up on me and then that just, it just fires me up even more because now it's just like, you know, shooting ducks in a barrel for sport is what I'll do at that point. I did back off, though. I, like, I'm not kidding. Even as I'm getting ready to record the show tonight, just hours before it runs on Friday morning, starting at 3 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, I see uh, Kyle sent something over, which was nothing dickish at all, and he wasn't messing around. He's like, hey, I found this. It's really cool. I started to type something, and I had to stop myself because I'm like, wow, Stretch, you're just a dick all the time. Stop being a dick. You've already terrorized poor Kyle today with penises all over his phone. <laughs> and Jason jumped in and then I slammed Jason too. It just it just was on. It was me, Moto Man, Jason, uh, our, our promo dude, Gnarly Charlie was on there. It was the whole thing, man. It was everybody. And I just take shots at whoever. I'm like a sniper. I'm, I'm an, a, a, an a-hole sniper that shoots you with the a-hole spray just to do it. So, I don't know. It, I, it was fun. I entertained myself in the process. But uh, those knuckleheads, I'm sure, will have plenty of ammo directed my way when they jump on today at 3 o'clock. And I love it. So, anyway. <laughs> by the way, just so you know, I love those guys. I do not dislike those guys at all. I just, I'm an asshole. I admit that wholeheartedly. I'm like, Stretch, why'd you do that? Well, because I'm an a-hole. Well, what do you mean why'd I do that? Don't think I don't like you. I'm not a dick to you because I don't like you. I'm a dick to you because you're you're my friend. It's what I do. Come on. You got a pet snake. It's going to bite you. Man. Anyway, that was my day today. Coming up next, let's get into Justin Cooper. Get a little moto talk going. When I say a little moto talk, do some quick-ass interviews today. But you do what you do. I'm Stretch. It's the 4-9. The man Entertainment Report. Conor McGregor's crazy night in Miami last week where he punched the mascot in the head and laid the guy out and they ended up taking him to the hospital. But then they all said, no, 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 it was just a skit. And, you know, he accidentally hurt the guy, but everything's fine. Well, apparently it was way darker and crazier than that. That same night 
in a bathroom there at the arena. A woman is now alleging that Conor McGregor sexually assaulted her in a bathroom after the heat and his security got her away from her friend, uh, kind of forced her into a bathroom where McGregor was hiding, jumped out, and then sexually assaulted her in a very bad way, according to the allegations. McGregor's people say this is totally false. They will fight it 100%, and the heat say they are investigating, and so does the UFC, so we'll have to see how this one shakes out. Remember Antonio, I'm batshit crazy brown, how he bought an Arena League football team and then turned it into douchebagtopia and stopped paying people on the team. A bunch of guys quit, their coach quit, he fired a bunch of people. Well, he also stopped paying the league, like the royalty to be a team in the league. You kick down a portion of revenue to the league and he stopped doing that. They gave him till Thursday to pay up everything he owed and he said, F you, I'm not paying and I'm not paying and any fines that you've given me up till now either and they kicked him out of the league so Antonio Brown's Arena League football team is no more it's still there they're just not allowed to participate in the actual Arena League so I don't know if they're gonna play like high school football now or what's gonna happen Ah, here's a sad little love song. Frontman for Bush, Gavin Rosdale, who's now 57 years old, says he is single and he's even trying dating apps to hook up with women. I don't think that guy has a problem hooking up with women. He's a good-looking rock star with a British accent. I think he's got too many women and that's probably how he can't keep a relationship. But if you want to date Gavin Rosdale, look for him on, like, Grinder or something like that. <laughs> The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a Stretch show, and right now we are talking with Mr. Justin Cooper from the Star Racing Yamaha team. Justin, you've been chomping at the bit to get back on the bike. You've been having a solid run so far. Today, you end up second overall, and it looked like you really had a chance to win it. You got your first moto win of the season in moto one looked freaking solid and then in the second moto you were out front and then uh had a mishap walk us through what happened and let's talk about the day here at thunder valley yeah i just got a little bit sketchy over that uh roller so a little bit of a first lap kind of trying to push trying to figure out some lines and yeah i just got caught off guard and wasn't able to save that one so It's a bummer for sure. I uh, was in a good spot to uh, battle for the win today. And uh, yeah, it's tough when you go down the first lap. You got a lot of work ahead of you and you know, you, you yeah. get put pretty far back. So I tried to do my best to, to get up quick, but my levers were pretty banged up. I don't know how. I feel like I didn't go down that hard, but my bike was pretty bent up. So it took me a few laps to get my controls back in, in order and uh, I could start pushing forward. All right, Justin, and let's talk about this track. You've raced on this track I think every time you've ever raced on this track, you've got on the podium except for one time, and you've had a hell of a lot of races here. So what is it with you and Thunder Valley that seemed to just gel so well and, and you know, back on the podium again today as well? Yeah, the results kind of speak for themselves. I, I'm not really a big fan of this track, but I, I really do good here. So okay. uh, I don't know what clicks with me here, but I uh, definitely felt probably the best I ever have here today and uh, got really good momentum and feeling with the bike. So... I'm excited to uh, give it another go next weekend. All right, Justin, I totally know how you feel. I'm not really a big fan of the Moto Show on Saturdays, yet I shine on it every week, so I totally feel you, my man. <laughs> good luck to you next weekend when we head to High Point on that early start with that East Coast race, man. 
Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. I know they're moving you along rather quickly, but we will uh, get you back up here on the stretch show. I have a feeling very, very soon. So thanks for your time. Congratulations on the podium today. And let's see if you can get an overall win here next week at High Point. That'd be sweet. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Race coverage for this Saturday's motocross race at High Point is early as F for us West Coast people. It's all on the Peacock, so good news, you'll have good television coverage at least. But if you have more than two beers on Friday night, don't even think about trying to get up for qualifying. That's going to be like crack of dawn stuff or even before dawn. Big 49 is going to start our coverage at 9 a.m. My guess is more like 9.15 when all the knuckleheads get to the studio. The actual first moto, the gate will drop at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Apparently, Davey Coombs did not get my emails or my messages asking him, what the hell is he thinking? The West Coast is where millions of hardworking motoheads live, and we want to sleep in on a Saturday. This 10 o'clock crap is for the birds. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stretch show here on a Friday. Thank you for being here. Let's get into our theme. Our theme today is, it's like every other story, it's going to be Moto, a dude banging something he shouldn't have been banging. The first one's funny. Let's get into this one. This one happened over in the UK, and there's video of it, and I watched the video, and for the life of me, can't figure out how this dude even did this. I'm not even joking. So there is a park in the UK called Queen Elizabeth Gardens. And there's some people walking. It was a beautiful sunny day in the UK. And they look over and there's like a a tree that had been chopped down. But it's like a seven foot of it was still sticking up. So they didn't like cut it, cut it off as a, a, a stump and then leave it or even pull the stump out. It literally is like... They chopped the tree down, but like six foot, seven foot off the ground and left it there. So it's this park with a, just a tree. And the guy you can hear that's filming it going, what in the F with his very British accent is going on? What is he doing? And there's a dude and he's got no pants on and he's literally tongue in this tree. He's like making out with a tree. Like I've heard of tree huggers, but this is a tree lover. And then he, he, he has no pants on. And he's got wood, literally. And he's banging the tree. He's banging the tree. It's There's no way around it. He's having sex with a tree in the middle of a sunny afternoon in a park. And the guy's filming it like, what the hell is going on? And people are freaking out. And as they get closer, he takes his shirt off too. And now he's just standing there. It's just a naked, butt-ass white man from England banging the hell out of a tree wearing only socks at this point. People are like, what is happening? Shortly after that, the Bobbies show up. That's the Popo over in the UK. The guys that don't carry guns just carry their little uh, billy clubs. And uh, they promptly arrest him and bring him in. They are doing an investigation now. I imagine they've got that video because where I saw the video was the New York Post. Yeah. So he's taken into custody. He's been released on bail while inquiries are ongoing, say the police. Jalio. We have Johnny O inquiries going on now as we want to find out why this uh, dirty bloke was uh, banging a tree. So there we go. That doesn't make sense. It was 4.30 in the afternoon, like in the middle of the day. Like, this guy's just out in the public park 
And here's my question. Bravo. I don't know if he finished. I don't know. The video doesn't go on. This very short video. Or if it's longer or more graphic, they, they cut it for that reason. But they definitely show a man who is partially clothed and totally naked making out with and then having sex with a tree in the middle of a park or a giant tree stump is really what it is. But, dude, what kind of a iron-clad penis do you have that you could bang a tree? I would tell you. Have you ever had, like, uh, you, know, you have sex uh, uh, sometimes and, and you're, like, in a hurry or you're trying to do quickie and, and you, like, push your girl's uh, just underwear to the side? And then later on, you realize you've now got, like, basically what is a rug burn up and down the shaft of your schlong. And you could feel it at the time, and it didn't feel that bad, but you didn't realize you were really going at it that hard. What happens after you have a tree? Like, I've had the, I've had the rug burn on the schlong from, from uh, a, a G-string or something before. I could imagine bending a tree. This guy effed a tree in a park where people watched. I would have stage fright. I don't think I could get a boner. It's just the whole, just so much wrong with this story. I need to know more. I need to know what happened. All right, coming up next, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Levi Kitchen, the chef. We're going to find out what he's cooking. Got another quick little moto interview with him on this fine Friday. And then after that, I got a guy. Now, we're going to go to the dark side of a dude caught effing something. In fact, this dude knew his life was so ruined, he begged the police to shoot him when they showed up to arrest him. That's how bad it is. I, it, it, it's, it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. We'll talk, we'll talk about this. I will tell you this, though. I know I'm putting in your head you're thinking it's a child. It is not. It is not even a human he's having sex with. We're going to get into this one next. It's the Big Four Nine. The Big 49 Moto Minute Brought to you by LBZ We all know that Brandon Hartnass, one of our favorite riders here at the 49 Maybe because he rides a Suzuki But he also had a serious spinal cord injury before the Supercross season started And things did not look good for him Fortunately, it's coming out pretty good on the backside for him He does have a ton of medical bills though to deal with And that's where our friends at Road to Recovery come in they have got an auction going on still, raising money for Brandon Hartnaft. And what makes this entire industry so sweet is that so many of the really big-time riders donated gear and things to auction off to Road to Recovery, all to help out Brandon Hartnaft, and that's what it's all about. So get over there and check that out. Those things are still up, and the auction is still going and you can still help Brandon out. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is the Stretch Show. And right now, we're going to get a little quick uh, couple of questions, I understand. In with Mr. Levi Kitchen, the chef who was cooking up a podium freaking ride today at Thunder Valley. And here's what's crazy. You've got something going on with this track. I know you are a young dude and early in your career, but last year you got your first ever moto win here at uh, freaking Thunder Valley. And now you come out again today and back on the box again. So what is it with you? Is it the preparation for getting up here at this altitude? Uh, what do you like about this track? What, what makes it work for you out here at Thunder Valley? Um, yeah, I mean, just... I don't really do too much preparation for the elevation. You kind of just have to nice. have to push through it. But um, yeah, last obviously 
last year went well and then I, I do I do gel with the track and I enjoy it but I feel like this year kind of like what Hunter said it was it was a little bit wet um, and especially like in qualifying and, and even the first moto I didn't really trust trust my ability as much <laughs> so I was a little bit off the pace and uh, the second moto was was much better <clears throat> obviously got a good start and um, you know, tried to keep Hunter on my side as best I could, but uh, he's riding great. Hey, uh, you got two freaking races here at Thunder Valley, two uh, podiums, so you're looking good in our eyes here as fans. But next week we're heading to High Point. Different story for you. Last year you had one race at High Point. I don't think this is the only, only time you've raced there. So uh, what are you looking at for High Point next week as you go into a track where you haven't done well? What yeah, <laughs> my experience was my worst race of the year so um i don't know i i don't really have much to say about high point right, right now um i'll get back to you after after next weekend on that one uh, there you go right there did you hear that levi kitchen just called the shot he just babe ruth high point he just pointed to the far wall and said i'm back on the podium next week i like this I don't think that's at all what he said, but I'm definitely trying to stir the pot. I'm doing a little Moto TMZ, trying to make everyone else think, hey, Levi Kitchen just called his freaking shot. He's going to be up on the podium next week. So there you go, Levi. I'm putting you in my picks now. You're going on my fantasy team, and I'm putting you in my picks because you called your shot, and we're looking at you getting on the podium at high point next week and you know showing that track who's boss after you having a, a bad race out there last year, man. In all seriousness, congratulations, Levi. Can't wait to talk to you again best of luck to you at high point hope you do get back on the box and uh, we'll see what happens next saturday i'm stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme big 49 it is stretch show on a friday shout out to justin cooper star racing yamaha congratulations to them man i will tell you they were dialed in when it came to thunder valley those star racing yamaha's shot out of a cannon and for the longest time at least in the first moto it was like one two three four five we're all star racing yamahas they were putting it down they were ready to race at thunder valley let's see if they are as dialed in to start at high point this weekend even though i really would not like your odds of betting against hunter lawrence in that 250 class to be honest with you all right, let's go right now to a deep dark god awful story that i have for you coming out of pennsylvania where there is a longtime and award-winning Penn State professor who was arrested as of Tuesday. His uh, professor, Themis Matsukis, he's 64 years old, and he apparently was caught up in Rothrock State Forest in Pennsylvania wearing, much like the guy that was banging the tree that was only wearing his socks, this guy only had on socks and shoes and he was on a hiking trail up near the bathrooms at Rop Rock State Forest. And he was having sex with his collie, his dog. He was banging his dog. Now, this story does nothing but get worse. Uh, Matsukis, who is currently on leave from the university, was identified. You're like, like, did they catch him? They didn't actually catch him at the time he was banging the dog. Or let me rephrase that. They didn't actually catch him the times he was spotted banging the dog up in the woods. Yeah, this happened more than once. Uh, Matsukis was identified through a North Face backpack. He was wearing a North Face backpack or had it sitting on the ground. He also was spotted in April and in May. So April, May, and June 
he was spotted in this same area having sex with his dog out in the freaking forest of Pennsylvania. Now, it gets better. So here he is naked, banging his dog, and he was set up and recording himself with an electronic tablet. So he had his iPad up there set up, so filming him having sex with his dog, he apparently wore a ski mask too to conceal his face. You're like, how do they know it was him? Well, don't worry, I'll get there. So after they somehow identified him with the backpack, I think they saw the backpack on the ground. Then when he got up and got dressed and walked away, granted he could have been with the very uh, same collie, would have been easy to identify him too. But there was something about the backpack where they were like, that's the dude. Uh, then they started investigating. They know, remember this had happened multiple times. So they finally narrow it down to being him. They figure out who he is and they show up at his house to look for evidence. At one point, investigators told him they thought uh, when he knocked on their door, he's like, he knew why they were there searching his home. They had a search warrant. At which point he told them, by the way, this is not an admission of guilt. Oh, God, I'm done. I'm dead. That's what he said to the officers that were up there looking for. What they were trying to do was find the things that they saw that were reported, which was that North Face backpack, the dog, and some other stuff. And sure enough, that's what they got. Uh, he also begged them at one point. He said, please, I need to die. Like, please shoot me. And then he told them, I only do this to blow off steam. So his way of blowing off steam is to go up into the woods and uh, have sex with his collie. The collie is at his home and matched the description of the dog in the video. They also found the uh, recording device with the videos on it. Matsukis, who was a chemical engineer professor dating all the way back to 1991, uh, is receiving at least three teaching awards during his tenure. A very accomplished professor there at Penn State University. And this dude is a full-on freakazoid. Who like, I'm sorry. I've always, there's things you hear that you're like, well, that's a, story like people make this crap up like that doesn't really happen no people aren't I mean this dude's had sex with a dog multiple times yeah it's crazy man uh he's now got an attorney the attorney showed up in the court uh and then when they asked the attorney about it he said it would be inappropriate to make any comment at this time yeah because well, why is your professor but a uh, client banging his dog besides having sex with an animal. He's also charged with open lewdness, indecent exposure, uh, sexual intercourse with an animal, misdemeanors, and a, and a summary of charges of cruelty to animals, and also with disorderly conduct. He allegedly has been partaking in lewd acts in the forest since 2014 he's been doing this. He's been doing this for nine years they know of, having sex with dogs in the forest. This is terrifying to me. Yeah, they should put this guy down. He's a danger to animals. And God knows anyone else. And who needs to see that crap? All right, now I'm disturbed. Now, now I, I do a bad vibe on the whole day. I, You know what's funny? I always tell awful stories, and then I immediately link them to someone from the Big 49 crew. This, so, this story is so disturbing to me, I'm not even going to do that. 
You know it's bad when I don't want to blame it on Moto Man or Kyle or Jason from HYR. No, you know it's bad. Oh, horrible story. Now I'm in a funk. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get into another Moto interview now. How about, uh, I know, let's talk to Hunter Lawrence. HRC Honda. Dude's got the red plate. Dude is fast as F. Dude's won every round so far in the 250 division. Get a few words in with him. Coming up on the 4-9. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ with a 450 class absolutely decimated by injury and riders not participating in the motocross season this year. The 250 class has been the shining example of high level competition with tons of guys absolutely battling that could win it at any given moment. Yet I look at this injury report and I think how much sweeter it could be if you had these dudes healthy. Let's look at the 250 injury report. Pierce Brown is out. Uh, Guillermo Fares is out. Austin Forkner is out. Seth Hamaker is out. Jeremy Martin is out. Cameron McAdoo, Michael Moseman, Carson Mumford, Jet Reynolds, Styles Robertson, Nick Romano, Nate Thrasher, and Josh Farisi. And that's just the factory dudes. It's crazy how many dudes in that 250 class are banged up in a class that looks so freaking deep when we watch them race every single Saturday. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a big old Friday Palooza. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget tomorrow, 9 a.m., I'm sorry to say, 9 a.m. is when the pre-show starts. I I'm not going to lie. I'm a fat, lazy bastard that doesn't get enough sleep in my life. I am going to set my alarm for 8.58 a.m., and then I'm going to roll over out of my bed into the studio chair and hit dial, and bam, I'll be on, and I'll be ready to go. Don't expect me before 9.01 on the feed because that's when I sign up. God. That's too early. It's too early. Davey's lost his mind. Get Davey on the phone, Moto. We got to have a meeting with him. We need to fix this. All right. I, I, I got to get my mind off these god-awful pervert stories and get back to something awesome like slanging a drug syndicate. I told you about these guys before, but now there's more to this story. They were smuggling. They got caught initially smuggling in uh, to New Zealand, and they were smuggling liquid meth. Uh, and we, we were talking they had 180 bottles hidden in canola oil, which equaled 766 gallons. And then they went from 766 gallons to three-quarters of a ton that's uh, like that's like 1,200 pounds of meth shipping into Australia's, and in Australia's they were trying to move it to maple syrup. The whole thing was coming out of Canada. Who knew Canada was slinging like that? Canada's trying to step on the toes of the stretch re as we enter our drug empire of financial backing for the Big 49. When we start slinging cocaine, yeah. Canada, I don't know what you're doing. Remember, Canada was trying to make cocaine legal, which pissed me off. And now we got Canadians sending their delicious and wonderful, God bless you, maple syrup with meth in it. They're disguising it as maple syrup and sending liquid meth. All in all, we're talking about uh, 
they put this in liters, so it screws me up because I'm a dumb American that can't do math like that. But 766 gallons was the small batch. Yeah, these guys are slinging on an epic level. And here's what the 5.0 did down in Australia. Shout out to Australians and New Zealand, the Kiwis. They, uh, they got it, they confiscated it, and then they put a liquid that looked like it in there. And then they sent it on its way, and then they watched who picked it up. And then they not only watched them pick it up, then they followed them after they picked it up. And they drove around to multiple storage units and stashed the liquid meth. So I'm, I'm assuming if they would have got caught or somebody would have found some, they wouldn't have got it all. And little did they know they had already been got, and the 5-0 already had all, uh, let's just go ahead and call it, 2,000 gallons of liquid meth that had come out of Canada. I love Canada. I've never even been there. It's, it's, it's on my bucket list. Australia, Canada, on my bucket list. I'm sure New Zealand's lovely too. I knew a lovely Kiwi uh, family. They were very, very nice people. I know a, a Kiwi uh, client at my current job that's super freaking cool as well. A lot of cool Kiwis and Aussies and the Lawrence brothers and Chad Reed. And it's like you know what seems so awesome to me about Australia besides they have maple syrup that's loaded with meth coming from Canada, which sounds sweet. Imagine that you'd be like, man, I got the crazy sugar high right now. I can't feel my face. That <laughs> would just be crazy. But uh, it's, it's such a large continent with really not very many people. Same with Canada. Canada just hit 40 million in their population. Yeah, that's barely the population of California, the entire country. Sounds wonderful to me. I'll move to Canada. I'll do the stretch show from Canada. And I'll do maple meth and get crazy drinking Molson Golden, whatever I got to do. I don't care. Go freaking hunt a freaking moose or something. Sounds fun. Get a Sasquatch, find an abominable snow monster up there. Yeah, I'm moving to Canada. If not, I'm moving to Australia I'm gonna. Uh, I got another story. I find another story. I'm gonna do next. I'm not gonna do a moto interview. We'll do that coming up. Whatever I decide to do. Cause remember, I'm high on maple syrup meth. It's the big forty-nine. Big, 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 big. the big forty-nine moto minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, if you were the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the motocross season. That's right, but it's not Blair and Tootie out there. These are the superstars of motocross, and they got a lot of hurt dudes on that team. In fact, this week, we got the news that uh, back on the bike is freaking Jason Anderson yesterday, which is great news. Also back on the bike, Austin Fortner, but neither of them yet ever returned date to racing. And now we hear bad news for the PC Kawasaki team. And it goes like this. It's just going to be Joe Shimoda and Ryder D. Francisco lining up this weekend because Carson Mumford and Jet Reynolds are down and out with injury. So it's the way it goes on that team, man. Good news, bad news. Been kind of a tough year all around for that Pro Circuit Kawasaki camp. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a stretch show. Why am I playing sad 80s power ballad? Poison. Every rose has a sword because I got sad. So I'm going to throw a wet blanket on the weekend right now. I already freaked all of you out with my story about the dude banging his dog. Oh, Lord. 
Now I'm going to bum you all out with just bad news, man. <laughs> Why do I take great joy in delivering bad news? I don't know. I might be an a-hole. Everyone might be right. Well, I admit that. I am an a-hole. But here we go. A new study done in chicken to China to Chinese chicken. Links drinking alcohol weekly to 61 different diseases that were never linked to alcohol use before. <laughs> the who? Who's that? The who? Not the band. No, the World Health Organization. The guys that brought you COVID. They now can link 61 different diseases from this study right to your consumption of alcohol. And here's how they did it. Over in China, they good, took all these people, a whole lot of people too. This is a 512,000 adults. And they took those people and they were related to 207 diseases, these 512,000 people. All right, they studied the data. One third of the men and just 2% of the women said they drank alcohol regularly, at least once a week. Among those men that drank alcohol regularly, researchers looked at 12 years of hospital records as well as genetic information to determine whether alcohol consumption was linked to any of the diseases they developed. And you're used to like sclerosis of the liver, etc. But they started finding like risk of cataracts and just crap they had never thought of before and they found the higher amounts of consumption correlated to a higher risk of disease and hospitalization of all different kinds of things for every four drinks per day the risk of alcohol related disease increases by 14 percent according to this study while it rose six percent for diseases that had no previously linked connection to alcohol so the summary of this story is that alcohol drinking adversely affects a wide range of diseases more than we previously knew. Furthermore, the association of alcohol consumption with the overall risk of these diseases is likely to be casual in a dose response manner. They say, i.e., the more you drink, the higher the disease risk goes. And their findings do not support the belief that there are health benefits of moderate drinking, which we have heard forever and ever, like a little alcohol is healthy for you. Maybe those studies were funded by alcohol companies, wine wine companies. I'm just saying, maybe. Do you think that? They say typically we're used to, you know, sclerosis of the liver, uh, stroke, certain gastric cancers. But this new one, they found it linked to gout, cataracts, ulcers, some even fractures, a whole bunch of 61 different diseases they linked drinking alcohol to. So if you're going to drink, drink enough to do the job fast. That's what I say. Don't be a quitter. Nobody likes a quitter. Just pound. Just keep pounding is what I say. That is advice from a moron. Who doesn't drink alcohol, by the way, at all, anymore? I did when I was young. Now I'm old. I got diseases, though. If I drink... It's weird. I stopped drinking alcohol. Then I got diseases. I, sh I should have kept drinking alcohol. Hell, maybe I would have beat my diseases and I could have been the guy like, yeah, but then there's this guy that drank and was healthy as a horse so he died at 100. All right, let's get out of here. Final hour of the stretch show coming up next. It's the Big 4-9.
Big four nine. It is a stretch show. Packing it up for a Friday and getting on out of here. I am making room. Coming up in a little over three hours will be Last Chance Radio. That is Moto Man and Bookie Kyle. And they'll be in here talking Moto. A lot of Moto to talk about this week. I know Kawasaki introduced a brand new 450 that was sweet. We talked about that yesterday. Kenny Roxon coming back. What will be his impact on that 450 class this weekend? We got uh, injured riders in the 250 class. You got a lot of riders getting on the verge of coming back. There's lots and lots to talk about, and they will do a good job of diving into the moto content today. And then tomorrow, we will all get together at 9 a.m. Shoot me in the freaking cock and balls. I would rather bang a tree than wake up at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm about a noon to 1 to 2 p.m. riser on the weekends. Yeah, this is Kid Davey on the phone. I, I did, what is he thinking? West Coast riders deserve to move the start. East Coasters are used to everything being late in the afternoon because they're in the East Coast. They got to wait for the West Coast. We got millions and millions of motoheads out here. I'm trying to spread the word to millions of motoheads that want to watch motocross, only they're like stretch middle finger to the world. It's 9 a.m. We're not getting up for that crap. All right, well, the races start at 10 a.m. How about that? Yeah, F you. I'm going out and drinking beers trying to get myself 61 different diseases on Friday night. I'm not going to be here listening to your crap. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's the middle fingers I get. Drive down the road, people are like, there's Stretch, middle finger. We're doing it on motocross like it's my fault. It's kind of like what happens to Moto Man and Jason from HYR and Kyle when they're like, middle finger. We hear what you said about us. And they're like, F you, it's Stretch, man. It wasn't us. We didn't do it. Yeah, guilt by association, I'm telling you. When you're the home of Moto Rock Extreme, people think it's like we got clout. People think we got juice. They're like, what the hell are these races starting so early for? Stretch, this is BS. And I'm like, dude, not my call. Just like when Ricky Carmichael comes up and punches Moto Man right in the head, Moto Man's going to be like, ow, I stuck up for you. What happened? I'm a fan. It was Stretch. Kyle's going to be like, yeah, 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 I co-signed that. Got to take a picture with you. <laughs> That's it started my altercation with Kyle yesterday. Me making fun of him for taking a picture with Jeffy. <laughs> I have to go. I have no friends left. Everyone hates me. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Last Chance Radio today at 3. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.